0: everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live on 102.3 FM, TruthFM.TV as well as TwinCasting.TV and TWAVE.TV. We thank you for being part of the second segment of our program today. Well again, we're going to continue looking at the book of Revelation and the Acts of God's mighty angels, as we look at Revelation chapter 19 and chapter 20, as we talking about a great subject matter, and that is the mighty angels' proclamation of the supper of the great God, as well as the mighty angels' binding, uh, Satan himself. And of course, we ask that you keep us in prayer for our technology and for everything to work without any problems. And our lines will remain open if you would like to text in your questions or your comments, 321-363-8463 or 321-END-TIME as well as three zero five nine nine two nine five three seven. But before we continue on the second segment of our program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for giving us your prophetic words. We may know how the story
1: ends. Lord, we are just celebratory that you are the victor, and through your victory we win as well. I pray that all those who are listening will get excited, Lord, about your soon return, excited about your victories, and excited by how much you love us. We praise you, Lord. We praise you for this program.
0: And we pray that all will be blessed and grow in their faith and knowledge of you through it. In your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, the Truth with Sacred Ministries, as well as Calvary Chapel Broward. And, of course, we want to encourage those of you to find yourselves in any one of those areas on a Sunday. Make sure that you drop in and visit and be part of their ministries. More information here on t Also, want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening to keep us in prayer and also we're in need of prayer partners. If you would like to serve as a prayer partner, let us know. We would love to include you as part of the praying family for our guests here and also the various programs on our network. Well, again, we're very excited about today's second segment of our program as we have been looking at Revelation chapter 19 and, of course, Revelation chapter 20 today. But before we continue, once again, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to the second the second segment of our program. Nathan, great to have you back. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on. It's a great pleasure. I'm glad you didn't go very far. You're still in Texas, right, where you normally are? Yeah, yeah. Our ministry, Lamb and MLAI ministry, is located in the Dallas, Texas area, you're right. Awesome. Well, I got a chance to visit you, Nate, about a year ago, and I got a picture with you in your office, and now I can have a better picture where you're transmitting from as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is one of the great things
1: about T-Wave.TV about TV, is I can see you and watch you transmit, too. Okay. So the the
0: boundaries between radio and TV are to be pretty down. Isn't it awesome? We love technology. You and I are two, <laughs> uh, two geeks when it comes to technology, right, Nathan? It is because we can reach so many people for Jesus Christ through technology. I
1: mean, the communication technologies we have today are unthinkable, and that's again our fulfillment of Daniel twelve four, where the Lord or the angel that the Lord through the angel told Daniel that that uh, the end
0: times would be distinguished by an increase in knowledge and travel, and we are certainly living in a time of both, right? Absolutely. So that's why we want to use. Uh, all this technology to the best of our ability to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, Nathan, much like you're doing there at Lamb and Lion. And just briefly, Nathan, can you talk to us a little bit about the ministry there, what you do, and your contact information? Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Folks can
1: check us out at lamblion.com. There they can watch our television show, Christ and Prophecy. We also have articles and a publication called the Lamb Letter Magazine. We have social networks, uh, blogs, e-newsletters, folks can sign up. Uh, there is so much material there by the ministers on staff, especially Dr. David Reagan, that we want to get out there and share with people
0: so they get excited about the promises the Lord has. For their lives. Woo, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. Of course, for those who are watching or listening, make sure you visit lamblion.com and also make sure that you follow them on Facebook. Nathan, right? Facebook, you, you post a lot of wonderful things there on Facebook and people can also follow you that way. Sure. We have a Facebook page and of course, uh, we have a
1: Facebook group. We have about 9,000 people there now sharing and discussing about Bible prophecy, stories, current events related Fantastic. to Bible prophecy. We have, of course, an online store if people want to buy uh, physical material. You know, not online stuff, but if you need a DVD or a book, we have that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we've got all that there as
0: well. So we praise the Lord for these resources and to live in a time where we can get these resources out to so many people online. Perfect. Thank you so much, Nathan. Those of you watching and listening, check out that information there behind me on the screen regarding this wonderful ministry of Landline, And make sure that you take advantage of all these incredible resources. So, Nathan, we're very excited because we've been looking at Revelation chapter 19 and chapter 20, just learning a lot uh, about all these incredible events, how you talk to us in Revelation 19, how we're going to be in heaven dressed in white, and you also told me I need to start learning how to ride a horse because I'm going to be riding one. <laughs> when I was 19, I worked in Alaska for three months as a camp counselor,
1: and we had ranchers there, two of them who took care of the horses, and the kids could ride the horses, and the horses you couldn't tell the horses what to do. They already knew what to do. And I think that's going to be the case for us, brother. We're going to ride the horse. Their horses already know where they're going. We don't have to tell them where to go. They're following King
0: Jesus. We're following King Jesus. So don't worry about it. You and I do not have to go and get a horse riding lesson. You know, I'm glad you said that, Nathan. I'm originally from the Dominican Republic, and I remember my first horse ride as a child in the Dominican Republic, and it was frightening just looking at the size of these animals. So I'm so glad the ones in heaven already got to be set for us. Yeah, and you gotta wonder if they're real horses or if they're angelic beings. Because as we've been going through the series on the angels of Revelation, we know that uh, angels come in many different shapes and forms. They're not just blonde, curly-haired guys in light robes with wings. They
1: are they're forces of nature. They some look like animals, some look like people. So I'm wondering if these horses aren't angels themselves that we're following. For one, we're coming from heaven down to earth. Uh, what are these horses riding on? Is there land? Is it like? the Thor movie, a giant rainbow ridge, uh, you know, are they flying through the air like Pegasus? Uh, this is one of the weirder stories of the Bible, you know, as we swoop down, on out of heaven on our horses following Jesus riding through the air, so I'm thinking these ain't horses aren't horses at all, but possibly angels
0: themselves. Woo, that's even more exciting Nathan, now I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, yeah, so you don't need horseback riding lessons, you need angelback riding lessons. <laughs> That is fantastic. And of course, Nathan, we're having a great time because those people that are watching and listening, listen, if you have placed your trust in Jesus Christ, you also will be riding the heavens with us. Right, Nathan? Exactly. Those who have accepted Jesus
1: Christ as their Savior will be in heaven. Uh, Revelation 19 explains the marriage supper of the Lamb is a great celebration as Jesus Christ is reunited with those who've accepted him as Savior, who the bride of the church. And uh, we get to be there preparing with Jesus Christ. To follow
0: his return to earth to defeat evil and set up his kingdom. It will be, I believe, the climax of our existence to see this. Absolutely. That is fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, on our on our first segment, Nathan, we left off there. We had just briefly made our way through Revelation chapter 19, verse 17. Would you be able to read those opening verses for us there, 17 and 18, Nathan? Maybe someone uh, wasn't tuned in as we pick it up here. Certainly, certainly. Uh, Starting with Revelation 1917,
1: it reads, Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those and the flesh of all people free and slave, of small and great. Mm, amazing. And
0: Nathan, you started to talk to us there regarding the difference between these two suppers. One is going to be a marriage. Celebration in heaven, but this one here is something totally different. Exactly. This Sunday, I'm going to a wedding. Uh, Our babysitter has grown up and now she's getting married.
1: Wow. uh, Wow, yeah, I know. I can't believe that she was 13 and now she's 20 something. She's getting married. And we praise the Lord for her. And she's going to be dressed in white. You know, she'll look as beautiful as she ever has. And we'll see her uh, being married to her husband. And afterwards, there's a great celebration with food and and possibly dancing, and music, and, and all this great stuff, and that's what's going on in heaven. Jesus Christ is reunited with those who have accepted him as Savior called the church, and uh, we will be a great party in heaven, but that's to contrast another feast that will happen on earth. And here we've got in verse 17 an angel standing in the sun. Now this must be an incredible angel. Either he can withstand the heat or the the sun maybe is behind him. I don't know, but John says the angel standing in the sun. And he calls all the birds of the earth to come feast on a variety of people, all the way from kings to military men to uh, free people to slaves, both great and small notes, all the people to comprise of the Antichrist army. his one last push to destroy Jerusalem and to stop Jesus Christ from returning. The Lord is already, before he's showing up, having
0: this angel call these birds come to eat the dead men. Amazing. So Nathan, this is going to be an incredible scene, and of course, we believe, uh, we definitely know we're not going to be here as a church, but this is an event that lines up there in the time of the Great Tribulation, and we find it's just going to be a very gruesome picture, carcasses everywhere, and it's almost like we mentioned earlier, when an animal uh, dies on the street, a lot of times you see the vultures ready to come and feast, right? Exactly. It's a sign of the end of a battle. So Jesus hasn't even shown up yet. I mean,
1: he's riding down, and already the angels are calling, or the angels of sun, I should say, is calling the birds together to eat the dead men. In other words, these people have no hope of winning against Jesus Christ. They're already getting the cleanup crew ready, ready, and it's a bunch of carrion birds, which is a a great
0: disgrace to be left on a battlefield rotting as as birds eat you. And uh, this, again, is showing how powerful and how absolute Jesus Christ's victory will be, is that already the, the heavens are getting the uh, birds together to eat the mean um, You know, Nathan, it also reminds me of some other battles that you've talked to us about before. There's going to be the God and Magog War, and also likewise, there's going to be a cleanup there of uh, uh, weapons, of mass destruction, and this is a different uh, event here. Yes, we're probably at what's called Armageddon. Now, if anybody's familiar with anything related to Bible prophecy, it's the term Armageddon. They made movies yes.
1: about Armageddon. Right. We use it. Uh, we use it lightly. When my my puppy, when I come home, gets all excited and jumps all over me, I call it Puppageddon. <laughs> There's all sorts of references to Armageddon, you know. And but this is it. This is the, the this isn't the, the last prophetic war. There's one more after this. But it's the main prophetic war of all. Well, this is Satan's forces
0: against Jesus's forces on earth. One last great battle, and uh, this is it. This is the culmination of the seven-year tribulation, the end of it. And thank goodness, because there wouldn't be much of a world left if Jesus Christ had returned by the end of those seven years. No, and Nathan, of course, and we want people that are watching and listening, again, they need to just make their way back a little bit to Revelation sixteen sixteen, uh, And on there, that's where it talks about this battle, right? And they gather them together to the place called, in Hebrew, uh, Armageddon, right, Nathan? Right. Now Armageddon is uh,
1: actually the valley of Jezreel. It stretches from the Mount Carmel up north in Israel and it goes kind of in a, <coughs> excuse me, a southeastern direction towards Jerusalem. And we've read earlier that the blood from the victory will fill up a horse's bridle, 180 stadia, wow. or 180 miles. And uh, so this is going to be a tremendous amount of people. Now most of the world population by this point will have been decimated by the Judgment. So what Satan has done is he's gathered whatever remains of the people of this earth together, whether they've ever been a fighter or not, they have to hold a weapon and fight, and they're to destroy Jerusalem, and they're to stop Jesus Christ from coming. And already we know that Jesus Christ wins. The carrying birds are there in this valley of Armageddon. I've been there a few times. It is a massive, massive place to hold a battle. As a matter of fact, uh, Napoleon had once been there and said that all the armies of the world could be gathered there. And he was right. One day all the armies of the world will be gathered there. And it will be another feast,
0: but it will be a feast for the birds, not
1: a feast of
2: victory.
0: Amazing. Of course, Revelation 1, Nathan, tells us about Jesus Christ. And it tells us, again, the sword that he will fight is the sword of the word of his mouth. That is going to be, uh, again, like you said already, proclaiming the victory ahead of time. Yeah,
1: again, in Revelation 19.15, we read now, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod and iron. He himself treads the winepress, the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. Ooh. And then robe is dipped in blood, so we know that he does touch down the earth. He walks through with his enemies, and he gets covered in blood, which is disgusting, but, you know, it's... it's what it is, right. and, but it's the Word of God. In other words, a sharp sword isn't a, an actual sword that flicks out of his mouth like a snake tongue. It is the wor- his Word. His is Word is his power. He doesn't have to punch anybody or garage <laughs> chop or, or back kick. He speaks, and his enemies fall apart. He is what holds us together. Jesus Christ is our life, and when he speaks and takes that life away, our bodies just disintegrate before him. And that's what he does. He comes down and we don't have to fight where the army following Jesus. His angels don't have
0: to fight. Jesus himself defeats these, this great angel, uh, excuse me, great antichrist army by uh, just speaking. Nathan, that is a, and that's why we want individuals that are watching and listening. I know people are looking into, like, you know, because of Hollywood, right? Now the movie, He's, The Terminator, I don't know, I think it's like Terminator 2 or 3 or something like that. And... <laughs> People are always looking for these incredible scenes, but it's going to be in heaven. The Lord is just going to speak it. I wish there was a movie about Revelation, not some cheesy B movie (laughs) that they make about Revelation, but an actual
1: A-list, good big budget movie that would possibly show what Jesus Christ returning would look like as he speaks in the Antichrist army, fall apart as the blood starts going up as high as a horse's bridle for 180 miles. I
0: mean, that's a massive battle we're talking about. And Jesus' does it just by talking, man, talking. Nathan, I I mean, and that's why we also want people to also consider the power that is in the tongue, like the Bible says in James, right? We hold the power also for life. And and in the same way, the Lord, as we proclaim His word, is more powerful than a two-edged sword. Exactly. Remember, we're even shown the two-edged sword here in Revelation 19. That, that is the word of God is powerful. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even
1: dividing us under the soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And It is a discerner of the thoughts and a sense of the heart. So we as Christians, we have Christ inside us and we need to be careful what we say. Yeah. We can either edify people by sharing the gospel, by being encouraging, by being
0: loving, or we can tear a person apart with our tongue. We have to watch what we say as Christians. Excellent point. Again, you're tuning into the Truth of Set Your Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, and Nathan Jones as we're looking at Revelation 19 and 20. And we're looking again at this incredible battle, this incredible supper of God, of the great God, in Revelation chapter 19. And of course, Nathan, so now we continue there. We notice verse 19. Again, we see this gathering uh, of individuals to this battle. C- can you continue to take us through there? Okay, well, we just heard the angel announce about the birds to eat, and now we're going to see the armies. Verse 19
1: says, "And I saw the beast, who is uh, the Antichrist, the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army, him being Jesus and his army being us. Mm. Then the beast, the, the Antichrist, was captured within the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived that those who received the mark of the beast are those who worshiped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Ooh. And the rats, the army, were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him
0: who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. Wow, that is is that that is just incredible. And Nathan, of course, we, we look at chapter 19 and it talks about uh, the kings, and they were gathered and also to make war. And in Revelation chapter 16, there at the opening of the, uh, before the battle Armageddon there, the blowing of the the, uh, of, the, of the bowls, excuse me, that are being poured out. It talks about also these um, unclean spirits that come from the mouth of the dragon and of the beasts. And it also talks about, uh, again, of these kings that are gathered together. And we're also talking about spiritual warfare as well as a physical battle. Certainly, yeah. The Antichrist is able to gather the people of the world together by releasing three demonic frog uh, looking demons. Right? And they go out
1: and they gather the kings. So here they are. We're now at. Israel and all these cases and soldiers and free people enslaved. In other words, every person who is a member of the Antichrist Kingdom yes. has taken the, his mark, his name or number on the right hand or forehead. They're conscripted to battle. In other words, if you're a, a member of the Antichrist Kingdom, you're drafted. And right. The entire that's the entire planet at this time, except for those Christians being protected in the wilderness and those uh, particular Jews in Jerusalem. And so here we have the entire planet is going to try to stop Jesus from returning. Mm -hmm. And yet here he is. He's with his armies, and this passage tells us that the armies don't do anything. We just watch (laughs) him. You and I are just spectators. And we will watch Jesus himself, all alone, with the sword of the word of the Lord coming out of his
0: mouth, destroy all
1: those rebelling against him.
0: Wow. And, you know, Nathan, I, and it makes you wonder why did God invite us to come? And I, th- I think it's almost to encourage us, right, Nathan, to say, hey, all of what you've gone through, this is going to put an end, and now look what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, families send relatives all to war, and they come back, and they say, yeah, I went to war. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, you feel something about it, and you're, right. you're touched about their sacrifices,
1: but you don't, aren't connected to it. Here, the entire... Kingdom of God is watching. You got God in heaven, the Father, the Holy Spirit through His Church. You've got the angelic realm, the Christian realm. In other words, the whole armies of heaven, all of us, are there to watch. All of the satanic realm is on the other side, there to watch, and they watch Jesus by Himself defeat the entire armies of everything that Satan could possibly throw at Jesus. Jesus just defeats by Himself, and in a matter of minutes. It's not like He spends weeks, days, months. You know, and it shows you that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are on the winning side. Amen. You are on the victorious side. And though it seems that we are losing battles here and there, the war is won by Jesus Christ, and that brother
0: is meant to give us hope. Oh, praise the Lord. And you know, Nick, I love verse 20. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet also. So we see, again, God is going to capture these enemies He's going to deal with them. And God's mighty prophetic angels are, are, are just going out there and, uh, again, uh, just in a sense assisting or proclaiming. But the Lord is going to do the job himself. Exactly. As a matter of fact, because the armies of the Antichrist are dead, it's almost like uh, Satan and his Antichrist and his false prophet, are the only ones left, they're looking around. They have nothing left. Their angels are dead. Their demons are out of the picture. Right. There's nothing left but them. And so, like you said, They're captured. So again, I believe there's angels in play here, as we discussed the angels of Revelation. And the angels capture the beast, the Antichrist, his false prophet who deceived the world, and there's not even a a judgment, there's not even a court case. (laughs) They're as guilty as guilty can be, and God casts the two of them into the lake of fire, hell. So they are the first ones that we're told in the Bible who are actually sent to hell. Mm. And Nathan, that's why we, with urgency, every week when we do these programs, we encourage people to turn to Christ while there is still time. Because there is a place, a real place, called hell. There's a real place called the lake of fire. It's not make-believe. And it's where people are going to experience, again, God's judgment forever, right? It is forever. There is not an imaginary hell. It's not a place
1: of, of weird, abstract uh, dimensions, or, well, we can all party down without, uh, with our friends. It is a place of punishment, a place of burning, a place of destruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we decide that we don't want God in our life, God is our life. And we are separated from life when we're separated from God. And that's part of what hell is, its a separation from God. And here the Antichrist and the false prophet, guilty beyond measure, with the blood of billions on their hands, mm-hmm. are finally sent to hell. Now, what a thing to celebrate. And and, and in his armies, the dead bodies, again, were left, verse 21, all the birds, just as the end of verse 17, were called, and they sit there and gorge themselves on the millions that followed the Antichrist.
0: So it is is a complete and utter defeat. You know, total victory, as as the fighting games say, you know, or flawless victory. It, It is a total flawless victory for Jesus Christ. Amen. And Nathan, I love it. And you know, you mentioned something earlier and you said those all those that were enlisted uh in, in the in the uh, the satanic army are the ones that are being uh persecuted here because again it sort of reminds us in verse 20 those who receive the mark of the beast and right and those who worship his image, Bringing us back to Revelation chapter 13, and that's what that that's what this occurred. Yeah, I wouldn't quite use the word persecuted, I would think more that they're getting what's coming to them. Yeah, they have yeah. declared That's right. their allegiance to the
1: Satan. I mean, they are the ones who continually curse God throughout the judgments. They right. continually uh, will not repent of their sins. They won't give up their evil ways. And so the, the judgments do them. I mean, when a guy murders somebody and he stands before a judge and the judge sends him to for life in prison, no one would argue that he doesn't deserve that. And these mm-hmm. people
0: are, the whole planet by this time, are, are basically criminals. Yes. Rebellious against God, tremendously wickedly evil, and they're yet withcoming with coming them the judgment of God. Excellent point, Nathan. And of course, uh, I know we only have a few minutes left to the second segment of our program, and, and that's why we always encourage people that... God provides a way of escape, God provides opportunity, God provides hope, and that hope is found in our relationship with Jesus Christ, and I I know this is a gruesome picture for many of you that are watching and listening, uh, just the, the thought of all this that is going on, but God is a just God, and He has to punish sin, and therefore we know that it's very important for those of you that are watching and listening who maybe don't know Christ to come to Him now while there is still time. And Nathan Jones and I will always give an opportunity for those of you that are watching and listening to make sure that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And and Nate, again, before we get ready to close, will you be able to once again just maybe put out an invitation out there, maybe a way of a prayer or somehow where people can come to the hope of Christ, even right now at this moment? Pastor Vic,
1: I love how you end every show with the gospel message because it's true that we are given this message in the Bible so that we can know what the future is and that we know that we have to repent. We cannot live uh, separated from Jesus Christ. He is our life. He is our all. And we need to give our lives to Jesus Christ. Put our faith and trust in Him. Repent of our sins. Pray to the Lord dear Jesus please forgive me of my sins and be my savior. And He promises. He promises that you did that. Because He died on the cross for your sins. He loves you that much. Mm. Now we can be part of the armies of Jesus Christ. following Him in the battle. Or we could be part of these guys that will eventually be bird food who will face the wrath of God. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to be on the side of victory with Jesus Christ, or do you want to face down God and His armies? You don't want to do that. Give up your life now. Give it to Jesus Christ. And He promises you, real life with Him forever and ever.
0: Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan, for the wonderful word of encouragement. Again, you tune into The Truth Will Set Your Free, Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Vic Batista Nathan Jones, we're pretty much out of time. But listen, if you pray to receive Christ, if you want to know more about the Lord, reach out to us, 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463 or 305-992-9537. We would love to hear from you. We would love to pray for you. We would love to answer any questions that you might have. You can also email us here at prophecy at dinkbatista.org. But we want to encourage you and let you know that God loves you. God has a wonderful plan for your life and is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Nathan Jones, man, we're, we're pretty much out of time for the second segment of our program, but I want to thank you so much for those incredible words of encouragement and also for opening up the Scriptures to us. It's a joy to have you on. Well, praise the Lord. I was hoping we'd make it into Revelation 20, but there was too much good stuff to cover in chapter 19. Well, we gotta leave them hanging with something for next week. Same bat time, same <laughs> bat <laughs> channel, right, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> thank you so much, Nathan, for joining us. I want to thank you for watching and listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And I pray that you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Again, our lines will remain open. If you need a prayer, give us a call or else have a wonderful week. May the Lord be with you. <laughs>